You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM. Well, good morning to you. Happy Monday, the 10th of May for 2021 and a belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I'm sure you all had a fantastic day. Yeah, all the caregivers as well. We hope you had an amazing day. How are you this morning? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, I've never been better yeah. to start a week. It was just a massive weekend. I loved it. Absolutely. Now, we, we say it every week. There's nothing like that Monday feeling. Like mm. Some people hate it, but we think it's an opportunity to seize the day and make the best of the week, and that's oh, what we're going to do. Most definitely. I couldn't agree with you anymore. Let's get into our brekkie banger. This is Zara Larson's Lush Life. <laughs> Five minutes past seven for your Monday morning. Carl and Catherine here on 88.3. Morning! <laughs> Eight minutes past seven for your Monday morning. It's time to get into the weekend wrap, which is where we wrap up. Basically, what's happened across the weekend? It doesn't involve what we did on our weekends, to put it simply. And we'll kick off this morning by talking about what's going to be topical this week. The federal budget set to be released this week. Mm -hmm. The annual thing that we all look forward to hearing where money's going towards. And it's set to reveal that there's around about $3 billion in line to help with Victoria's road and rail infrastructure. So... A good boost for Victoria when we probably need the money for those things. Absolutely. Hey, taking the weekend wrap to the sky for a second, Bianco. To what? The sky. Okay. Obviously. I don't know what you did on your weekend, but... There's also (laughs) news in the air. Um, There is a rocket, and that rocket is just dropping things left, right, and centre. Great. Um, So it's initially launched... NASA is obviously covering this, the good people at NASA... And um, the rocket was initially launched from China, and it appears just to be giving some donations to the Earth as it's going. So it's really? a developing stories. So we're just hoping to keep an eye on. Things. It's like spitting out stuff everywhere, isn't it? Yeah, I saw something about it. Mm-hmm. Amazing when a rocket goes ballistic. Hey, uh, in other news, we might be seeing Crown Casino and Crown Resorts sold to another uh, gambling. Well, organisation in the Star who are set to buy Crown Casino and Crown Resorts. Yeah. Whatever's left of them in in the country. So, I don't know about you, but if that does happen to Crown, I can't really see myself calling Crown the Star. No. That's just me. Like, nothing against the name. No. I kind of like the name, but... I'm just so used to it being called that. Anyway, Absolutely. that's a watch and act for that story. Of course, and hey, over the weekend as well, people are still trying to process the divorce between Bill Gates and Melinda Gates. Obviously, mm. it was like mum and dad didn't believe that it was over. I wonder how their Mother's Day lunch went. <laughs> bit frosty? A bit frosty, I would assume. Big Bill? <laughs> you don't say that. Um, but yeah, so there's some more details sort of coming out as to why the two have decided to call time on their marriage. And um, yeah, it's just, it's really sad, you know? And you know what? Another story to add to the weekend wrap this morning. And I've been hearing a bit about this lately. Apparently, we feel the most anxious in the morning around about this time every day. I don't feel anxious. Is it because of us? <laughs> I would hope not. Sorry, Bezos. <laughs> if we really cause you severe anxiety, give us a call. Get in contact with us, because we'll do our best not to be however we're being to cause that for you. Yeah, that, that's it. That's it. We're not about that life at all. No. And we're not going to talk about any AFL results in the weekend, because they weren't favourable. Uh, the little golden charm. It just happened to go to the game and jinx it. No? Where, oh, well, thanks for sharing that I went to football. I love my football, but I don't love it when your team leads at halftime and then gets fogged. Feel like I've gone back 10 years. That's the weekend wrap for your Monday morning. It's Carl and Catherine here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds at the Bayside. Text us in anytime, 0404 
triple zero seven three six. It's fifteen point one degrees outside across Bayside and Greater Bayside. Chilly one on the way today. Sixteen showers developing. Fifteen tomorrow. It gets a little warmer at the end of the week. Eleven minutes past seven. I want to start the show today by saying we did have a little bit of a team outing across the weekend. But the question I want to ask off the back of it is when have you finally realized enough is enough? And you're probably wondering why. Is this the part that you're going to break up the show? Is that what's happening? No, no, no. like, I socialize with Jack and Catherine and you know what? That's enough for me. (laughs) No, no, it's not that. I enjoy our outings outside of our fun on Mondays and Fridays. Well, we've doubled it. Normally, we only hang out one time a year. Oh, well, we have a couple. Couple, three or whatever it is. Anyway, we had an extra one. (laughs) We threw it in on... What night was it? Saturday night? Yes, it was Saturday. Ooh. That's how the calendar works. <laughs> yes. I was thinking it might have been Friday. No, it was Saturday into Sunday. <laughs> it's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday. Boy, that happened very quickly this weekend. So, <laughs> and this is a general question though. Yeah. I'm asking, when is enough is enough? Because you might be a retired footballer now, but it might have taken you a long time to retire from, like local footy yeah. or netball or anything. Maybe you've retired from doing dancing. I think you uh, have. Yep, well and truly. I want to know when the right time is to... Time to say oh, no more alcohol for me for a little while. I've learnt that. Can I just say, so... Sorry, I shouldn't say alcohol. Um, yeah. Fruity beverages. <laughs> beverage. Warning to our programming manager if he's listening. Um, no, can I just say, though, what people don't understand with what... Like, because we were having fun, obviously. Yeah. But... Responsibly. Yeah, and we got home very late on Sunday morning. But the thing is, though, you were still as a seasoned professional, and Michael Thompson, who was also on the scene, still got up, showed up at 88.3, did the show. Can I just apologise to anybody from the VAFA community? I didn't quite get to your results yesterday from 10.30 to 11. But that's okay, because it'll be back this week, I promise you. And hopefully we'll actually fulfill the requirement of having a good local footy story between the 10.30 to 11am slot. We did get the fifth quarter to air eventually, so that was good, and Tomo did do his kickoff program from 9.30 to 10.30, which was great. I think he put the heavy lifting on his co-host, kind of like what I did, but that's okay. When one team member's a little, well, how they are, Uh, (laughs) you need a bit of help from your friends, that's, that's always good when they chime in. That's it. So, what are we asking? Oh four oh four triple zero seven three six. What? What? It, what was the time to say goodbye? What are you? Calling? No, 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 no. When did you finally realize enough was enough? There we go. Like it could be with anything. See, for me, I haven't realized that it's time to stop buying launches as well. Another so example. That is, or it is time to say goodbye to that. Mm. No, sorry, I can't do it. I can't. If I see something, and I'm very picky too, it has to really stick out to me. But the thing is, though, every time Jack and I see you, you've got the same watch on. <laughs> That's the thing. I have so many watches. I've got such since, a high caliber, but he wears the same watch since every I've, day. Since I've got the smart watch, I, I like feeling like Maxwell Smart too much. <laughs> He's got the smart watch, but the person wearing it, not so much. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much for reminding me that I'm dumb. What we want to know, Bayside, is what is your weird talent? Now, a lady <laughs> okay. over the weekend has just discovered something a little bit peculiar about herself, maybe a bit of a party trick that she didn't know about until the weekend. And that was Bianca, and I'm interested to see where you what you think of this. I'm listening. This woman just happened to be getting a, um, a fast food 
order, mm. as one does typically over the weekend. Mm. And she looks at the large fries that she's ordered and she looks at them again differently this time and she thinks, you know what? I think I could fit this entire order of fries in my mouth at once. Oh, why? A large fries. Why, why, why? She did it and her calculations were correct. She can fit an entire large fries (laughs) in her mouth. An entire large fries. That's impressive. I would love to know how she got them out, to be honest, because it looked like a bit of a tight squeeze from the images. But I want to know, what is your weird talent? What is something that if you were at a party and they said, what is your party trick, what's your go-to? Origami. Origami. If you give me a little square, I can create a little paper crane bird of some sort. We've had this conversation before. I still think it comes out okay. Yes, I could. I never forget it. No. Because of, I can't remember what teacher I had back in primary school, but... I was away during electives yeah. and I had no choice. I didn't even have a... This is what I dislike most. When you don't have a say in something... Okay. I'm just, I'm putting it out there. I didn't have a say. On, whether you because, because I went away and the time they were doing elective mm-hmm. you know, selection <laughs> was when I was away. Why did my parents decide to take me away during school? Wait, hang on a second. You didn't just do an origami class. Like, you did it for a whole term? Oh, long enough, and I had no choice. You should have seen how disinterested I was. I was like, really? Origami of all things? Do I look like the kind of person that wanted to do origami? I mean, seriously. I never knew you did it for an extended period of time. origami where it needs to go. I, I mean, look, it, that's probably my only party trick I can do, though. I love that. Do you yeah. always have to have a couple of sheets of paper with you? No. And I've just got a, in case. If there's a little square napkin, I might go, hey, just pass it here for a second. You want to see something pretty cool? <laughs> It's not really that cool. It's actually quite disappointing. No, I don't think you're going to gather a crowd. See, for me, probably the best thing is I'm double-jointed in my elbows. And so, like, a lot of the time, and this is also at work as well, I'll be pointing at something, and because I hyper-flex, it looks like my arm's going the other way. That's probably the only thing I can think of. But I don't have, like, a really good party trick, you know? Like, that's just that's just genetics. Okay. So, nothing else for you? Not really. You wouldn't I break used to be out? able to do the splits. Oh. Not anymore. I've never. Do you remember when that was a thing? Everybody just. I never used to just say, "Look what I can do, splits." Because I spent enough time during the week in dance class trying to achieve that. Thinking about primary school memories, I remember at one point I might have. I I actually had no idea what the middle finger could actually be capable be interpreted as. Mm -hmm. I don't know what. I think I was like pointing at the kid, fellow primary school person that might have been a little older might have actually understood it. Anyway, he's gone and he's, you know, what do they call it? Dobbed on me. That's what I was looking for. He's just gone to the teacher and said, I can't put up a reed finger. I don't even know what the reed finger is. I'm six or seven. Give me a spell. So you got done for the reed finger. I yeah. Got, I got in trouble for colouring too loudly with a blunt hot pink pencil in RE. What? Yeah. Uh Real troublemakers, the two of us are. I think I ate paper and prep. That's another story for another day. And then you turned it into origami the next day. That's it. That's where my inspiration came from. It's Carl and Catherine for your Monday. Adam Sandler is in the news again. Really? He's making news and in a very Adam Sandler way. So he showed up to a restaurant. And over in America, of course, they're taking extra precautionary measures when it comes Naturally. to... 
COVID-19 because it's not as greatly handled over there as what it has been in our country, unfortunately. Anyway, he's rocked up in a mask with his one of his daughters to a restaurant, walked in. The waitress has gone to serve and said, welcome, sir. I'm just letting you know right now we have a half an hour wait. So no special treatment. Oh, no. And he's like, okay, but I only really want this. It's still going to take half an hour. So he's just sort of looked, shrugged it off, said, okay, and left with his daughter. Anyway, yeah, so he's just left, like just walked out, like accepted it, said, okay, no worries, that's fine, I'm leaving. But isn't the whole like shtick with Adam Sandler is that he's relatable? Like he's like the people's celebrity? Yeah, in some respects. You know what I mean? Like he really dresses down and he's just always in trackies and stuff and like, you know, all of his characters are somewhat relatable. He can't wait 30 minutes for his meal? No, he couldn't. Apparently. I don't know if his daughter was extra hungry or if he was hungry and they just... I, I, I don't know. I'm not speculating in any way. But what happened was <laughs> when they looked back at the CCTV footage at the restaurant, they realized that it was Adam Sandler. Yeah. So the waitress didn't know that it was Adam Sandler because he was wearing a mask mm-hmm. and apparently he had a lot of facial hair, which he doesn't generally yeah. have. You know, during these times, people do things a little left of field occasionally. And that's what he's done. He's grown a heap of facial hair. Yeah. And he looked unrecognizable wow. to this person. But then, because the person that worked at the restaurant had a Tockety Tick account, mm-hmm. they decided to document the fact that they didn't realize Adam Sandler had gone into their restaurant. There are so many videos like that at the moment, and I love it. But see, I love the fact, and at the start, people were like, oh, is that a bit weird? But it's true now. Steve Martin, he wears a face mask that says, yes, I'm Steve Martin. <laughs> Just in case people are like, is that Steve Martin? Like, we don't see him much on TV or in films anymore, but no. just in case, yes, it is him. I didn't realise one thing about Steve Martin that's quite interesting is he was involved at Disney when it first opened. Really? Yeah. Like, he used to work, he learned to be like a, I think a magician there, mm. He or he was a magician there. Because when I went over there, there's a, a little cinema area within... Disneyland, where you sit down and you watch it, and Steve Martin talks about how he like learnt the trade, a bit of the trade there. Well, there you go. When a theme park's set up here at eighty-eight point three, I look forward to our little exhibit. Yeah, welcome to Southern FM. My name's Carl. If you'd like to learn radio, you've come to the wrong place. Hey, (laughs) you'd say that because I can't teach you. Well, actually, I can. I just don't really want to, (laughs) and I'm not an expert. You know, Colin Tyrus, our program manager, probably knows. He knows a lot more than what I do been around for a while, which is why we're glad to have him. But the other one I was going to bring up as well on this is Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Bean. He talks about the funny story of how he went, (laughs) I think it was on the Graham Norton show, he was talking about how he got this guy come up to him and said, excuse me, mate, you look a lot like that fellow, what's his name? Mr. Bean. And he said, actually, I am Mr. Bean. And then... This guy just wouldn't believe him the whole yeah. time. He tried to explain, you know, I am Mr. Bean as much as he possibly could. And the guy just got frustrated and left. He's like, well, well, you could make a packet off impersonate. <laughs> That's Imagine amazing. that, right? That is amazing. I always find it really jarring hearing him say full sentences. Yeah. Like if you watch an interview with him, if he says more than two words, you're like, what? But he was in love actually. Yeah. Black Adam, all of those. There were so many other comedies Johnny that he's English. done. Yeah. Oh, that's actually quite funny, John English. The latest. Wait, that's your personal fave. Oh, no, they're all funny. Rowan Atkinson, comedic genius. 
One of many. Yeah, well, you know, they are. It's Carl and Catherine here for your Monday morning. Whenever, maybe you've had a situation like that. Maybe you haven't got served at a restaurant and you've been I served blown up on the internet. I served and didn't realize until afterwards. That was fun. Mm. Love that. Live life, love. Normally at, around this time, Bianca, it's also breakfast time. And I heard a very interesting story. Hey, just check. Is it breakfast time? It's breakfast time. Okay. Um, no, I heard a very interesting story from one comedian, Julia Morris. Oh, yeah? Over the weekend. What did she say? She was talking about her experience where she was in Byron a couple of years ago with family. Byron. And she was saying how difficult it was for her at this one cafe to get fried eggs. So she's one of those people who has their standard breakfast. So she doesn't even have to look at the menu. She just looked at the fact that there was a fried egg option in a burger. And she said, you know what? I just want two fried eggs on toast. And so the waitress comes over and is like, yeah, what can I get you? And she said, can I please just get two fried eggs on toast? And the waitress said, no. And Julie goes, what do you mean? No. And this is the conversation that the two of them had. And it, okay. it's quite remarkable and very Byron, okay? So the waitress said, sorry, the chef won't do fried eggs. And Julia looked at her saying, what? And she said, the chef can't emotionally connect with them. You can have eggs poached, hard-boiled, soft-boiled, hard-scrambled, soft-scrambled, perfectly scrambled baked, stirred as an omelette, but no fried eggs. And so Julia's like, Right. And then she points to the specials menu where there's a fried egg in a burger. And she says, well, why is there a fried egg in the burger then if I can't just have normal fried eggs? And then the waitress goes, oh, no, that's different. That's lunch. They just don't want to emotionally connect <laughs> oh, no. with frying an egg in the morning. <laughs> so in the end, because she's dramatic and, um, you know, it is a bit Karen-like, I won't lie, Jomo, she just ordered two of the breakfast burgers took the egg out of the burger and then made her own breakfast, but she had the leftovers of two burgers to get to that point. But it's just so, like... So she ordered two of the burgers just so she could get two fried eggs. Yep. Wow. Because the chef didn't want to emotionally connect. Honestly, how hard is it? I understand that working in hospitality and doing those kind of jobs, you have to encounter many different people and many different scenarios. But if somebody says politely... Can I just have fried eggs on a bit of toast, a bit of bread? You know, it doesn't matter what bread, yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm not asking what kind of eggs are they, you know. They could be ostrich's eggs. They yep. could be anything. I just want two fried eggs yeah, well, on that, toast. It was actually a very good business move for this cafe because she had to buy two lunch meals. So her breakfast, which normally I think she said is about 14 bucks, 55, Ooh. plus then a coffee as well. <laughs> Jules, I love your work. All I'm going to suggest is next time when you find yourself in a situation like this... Just go to another cafe. Supermarket not far away. Supermarket? Yep. Get yourself some eggs and then you'll have an excellent outcome. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you might not have an excellent outcome, but... I just love the fact that they literally will serve any other type, like egg, cooked in any different way. But fried, that's where we draw the line. Yeah. I mean, how hard is it to fry an egg? If it were me, if I was working in a cafe and someone says to me, I want poached eggs, that's where I draw the line. That is hard to achieve. It's like figurative speech. It's as easy as frying an egg. Yep. Like, come on. But I will not emotionally connect poaching an egg because that's too hard. I prefer mine scrambled, personally. That's just me. I love to know when you found something on your journeys and you thought it was one thing and it turned out being another thing. Ooh, complicated. 
And I'll tell you why. Because some people in Germany came across what they thought was an explosive weapon. Yes, a weapon of mass destruction. Because it looked very much like that. So they tr- okay. they treated it very carefully. They called the right people to show up, the bomb squad. They've came. And on closer inspection, have realized it's not an explosive device in any way, shape or form. It looked a little like that, but it was actually something that belonged in the bedroom. Oh, dear. Hmm. A case of massive mistaken identity. <sighs> I mean, you know, it's not unusual to find things that are from the bedroom outside sometimes. Like, I mean, people throw things out. But this thing was just laying there. I would have thought the thing accompanying this would have been a bit of a giveaway as to what the thing actually was. Yeah. But no, they did the same thing because have a look, right? That photo, and again, not it great. It does look a bit it hazardous. It looks very hazardous. Yeah. <laughs> but right next to it is a little thing that says aqua mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, and usually is used in the bedroom also. So that was, well, probably a what may have been a hazardous situation turned to a Okay situation. But yeah, I look, I mean, that's <laughs> the best possible outcome with oh, this sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, oh, imagine being like, I don't know. I feel secondhand embarrassment just from hearing that story. Like, I'm embarrassed for the person whose it belongs to. I'm embarrassed for the person who made the call, which obviously right call to make if you're unsure. Yeah, yeah. You have to be safe rather than sorry. But I mean, imagine calling imagine, out. Yeah. And then they realize what it is. Yikes. It was in Germany, of all places. But it's not the first place where this has happened, which is why my curiosity radar's gone up. In in the UK, Lucas, a nine-year-old golden retriever, was out for a walk with his owner, Julie, in Leeds, when he disappeared into the bushes. Oh, no. And then he returned with another thing that belongs in the bedroom. He was so pleased with the new find that he refused to drop it. And Julie... <laughs> And to walk with the dog. Julie, (laughs) the dog's owner, said, Lucas and I were on our daily walk in the fields close to where we live, and more often than not, he usually ends up with his head in some bushes and ends up bringing something out. He usually finds a tennis ball or something. There's a massive collection of various types of balls collected by Lucas when we've been out walking. I love that her dog's name's Lucas. On this particular day. I was on my mobile when I noticed that Lucas was carrying an object in his mouth. Concerned with what it was, I caught up to him. And when I realized what it was, I hilariously started laughing uncontrollably. uncontrollably. But Lucas didn't want to give it up. And he didn't. So, they ended up with another thing that belonged in the bedroom. And that's Lucas with the, with the product. Oh, boy. That takes Chew Toy to a whole nother level. I'd love to know, though, when you've maybe come across something similar, because there have been incidents around the local area, like at piers, Mm -hmm. where people go swimming and they find something, and they're like, oh, I better not go to that. Yeah. Like, I've I've read it before, even down at Portsea, like, these things do happen. Mm -hmm. You find something, and you think, I don't actually think I was supposed to find that where I found that. It's Carl and Catherine. Put that thing back where it came from. (laughs) Or, Or what's the next line of that? Also help me. That's it. Thank you. We hear of pet stories a lot. Quite frankly, Fifi never disappoints us in that area. Yep. Last night, she was pedantic because the alarm went off at our house. So, 
That's always Don't good. blame her. No, 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 I'm not blaming her. But these things happen. But it's not great for the ears of your little yeah. fur children. Not great at all. Mm-mm. But anyway, this story caught my attention because this is quite funny. A pet parrot got trapped on the roof. Uh, Jessie is the name of the parrot. Hang Yellow. on a second. Jessie for a bird. Oh, no, what is this? People from we the UK. We had the dog in the first hour, which had a, ma- a human name. Lucas. Jessie. Lucas. We've gone from our... Lucas to Jesse. My gosh. I don't know. Is it from Macbeth or something? Did it have names like that? I don't know. It's been a long time. Oh, let's not start him, guys. Let's Very not Shakespearean. Start him. Much to do about nothing. Remember doing that? Did you do that in high school? No. I Can did. we hear more about Jesse the parrot? Please? Okay, sorry. Let's get on track. I got distracted. Jesse was stuck on the roof in a house in Edmonton in North London for around three days. Eventually, the London Fire Brigade attended the scene with the intention of getting the bird down from there. However, all they got was an earful from the bird. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> because, of course, what we don't realise is that... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> being a parrot, parrots do mimic what their owners mm-hmm. have to say. So, Correct. <laughs> no. Jesse decided to say, <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean... Could you imagine that? <laughs> off. <laughs> Like, imagine that. Imagine getting the fire brigade out there and then all of a sudden, off. I would have to. I want to know, actually. So, I remember when I wanted to be a vet as a kid, you can specialize in being a bird vet. (laughs) Can I ask you something? What didn't you want to be as a kid? True, true. But But what I did, I found out you had to specialize to be a bird vet, which was perfect for me because I hate the things. They scare me. Imagine being a firefighter with a phobia of birds and every day waking up being like, oh gosh, do I have to deal with a bird today? Because this is this happens a bit. Well, the fire brigade manager by the name of Chris Swallow said, Jessie had been on the same roof for three days and there were concerns that she may be injured, mm. which is why she hadn't come down. We then discovered that... <laughs> we then discovered that Jessie had a bit of a... Oh, mouth. Wow. Oh. How awkward for the owners. When yeah, Jesse came down, they're like, hmm, don't know where Jesse picked that up. <laughs> that, exactly. That's quite bizarre. Who was, who was that bird talking to on that roof? I don't know. Anyway, apparently, not only did Jesse act the way she did, the parrot, she then, once she'd finished giving the firefighter a spray, flew from one roof into a tree, then back to her owner eventually. It's not the first time that the fire service has repeatedly asked members of the public not to call them if a pet gets stuck somewhere. Mm -hmm. I mean, who else are you going to call? Ghostbusters? They're not going to fix that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Like, if you do have an issue with your pet, I just don't think your pet likes you. I'm sorry to put it that bluntly. Wow, okay. You know, you might do everything. You might go above and beyond for your pet. But if they do start serving up stuff like that, there is every chance they're just not a fan of you. I'm sorry. they escape for a reason. No. It hurts, you know. Maybe watching Dr. Doolittle will help you. I don't know. You might learn some codes. (laughs) It's a fictional show anyway, so maybe not. A man has, I don't want to say he's outed a certain very well-known um, store here but he in has. Australia. He has. But he low-key has, and I'm going to tell you why. Because he decided to um, just film himself, as all of us do from time to time, particularly me, work on a little DIY project. <laughs> yeah, you love doing yeah, that. Yeah, love them. My strike rate is incredible. Anyway, 
He has decided to build his own oil heat lamp from one of these big stores. And so he's reading the instructions. He's like, you know what? I think, and he's a blogger. So he wanted to do it as like a timestamp sort of thing, like time capture, whatever you call it, those things. And so he begins filming. And so he's reading out the instructions as he goes and he gets to one step and he reads the instruction. He goes, okay, we've got the base. We've got everything. It comes to the testing point. And then he looked at the word again and he said, that doesn't say insulated. The instruction was meant to say in an insulated space, but instead it read in an insulted space. So this man decided just to do what he was told. So he just starts cursing and insulting the space in which he's building this thing because that's what he's being told to do. Come on. And then he he said, hang on a second. I've cursed the space. We're better than that, aren't we? Surely we are better than I've that. I've literally broken down this place's walls. And why isn't my heat oh. lamp working? One job, instruction writer. One job. One job. Insult it and it'll work. Yeah. Magic. Anyway, so from now on, the internet has begged him that every time he goes to turn the heater on that he has to just make some terrible comment about the heater just so it feels comfortable enough to work. How dumb do you have to be? Honestly. I know we don't have the smartest individuals in this country at times, at the best of times. Or even in this room, thank you. Oh, well, okay. What are you implying? I'm implying that about myself. Just because I got a below 38 <laughs> Okay, doesn't mean that I'm dumb. Can I say? I feel really undermined as a person now. So many. I don't think I can do the rest of the show. So many people were so impressed by Friday, by the way. Do you know what? I don't care. What the hell is an ATAR? I'm sorry, but I am very passionate about advocating kids out there. If you are listening right now on your way into work, I'm sorry for getting emotional and aggressive about this topic. But if you go to a school and you don't get... 50 plus as an ATA, ATA schmata, chucking in the binta, is what I'm saying. Your life doesn't end when you reach the end of the year and you get something that you didn't want. Jack, have you got the, the um, receipt for this co-host? I think he's broken. No, I'm not broken. There's Olivia Rodrigo. She got the best out of me. <laughs> but yeah, insulated and insulted, guys. Um, moral of the story, just read and do exactly what the instructions say and you'll never get in trouble. I couldn't believe this when I heard this. New Zealanders do th- do things a little bit differently, you know, despite us being very closely aligned. Yep. I don't know whether or not we're really agreeing to something like this along these lines. A man over in New Zealand has gotten so frustrated with his local council, he's decided to spray paint a particular shape oh, on no. the asphalt of the road outside of his house, and surrounding areas in his local area where he has identified potholes in the roads mm-hmm. so that his local council can catch on to the fact that there's a hole in the road. Jeff Upson was a handyman and road safety advocate. He first started drawing this object after becoming frustrated by the time it took to fix potholes near his home. Since then... He has drawn this object a hundred times on various different 100 roads. One hundred times. One hundred plus times, and like used a heap of spray paint on roads in New Zealand. Awkward Transport have said they intend to pursue the culprit. 
I mean... Look, I mean, that's definitely one way to get attention to your cause. Imagine that, right? You spray paint a particular shape on the road mm-hmm. for so long that they eventually realise what you're doing and realise why you're doing it. Yeah. But the thing is, over 100 times, like local council people would probably be going around and being like, is that the one we cleaned up yesterday or is that a new one? It begs the question, why don't they just listen? They're in these jobs to listen. And I understand there are other things that might take more priorities than others, you know? Like we have been living through a pandemic the last 12 months. So if you didn't quite get to it in time, it's fully understandable. But on that, right... I kind of can relate to old mate from New Zealand. I mean, I've never gone to the extreme lengths of paint or anything in my street. I would never do that. However, I asked myself the same question when I look where I work in Collins Street. We did have, obviously, the year that we had last year, but there was room for essential work. So I would have thought that like road upgrades and stuff would have been deemed essential work personally. However, I was staggered to find out that they decided not to do these works last year and they decided to do them when a sense of normality was coming back into the world early this year and inconvenience everybody. So I don't know whether or not councils do this deliberately to annoy their residents. I don't think they are. I think they're just very busy. I'm beginning to think that maybe they do in some respects. I don't know. No, I think think moral of the story is that obviously this guy has a case and he is going about it in a very interesting way. And putting a lot of time and effort into his cause. Um, oh, there was a lot of effort. Like, I mean, to be fair, though, like, he is doing it for the safety of other people. So, he's he's kind of a bit of an interesting superhero. Like, it's a weird vibe. But, um, yeah. Like, let's just hope that, you know, he doesn't have to do it much longer. He hasn't given up on the cause, though. He's still drawing this particular shape on the roads to identify the fact that he's annoyed by the potholes. Is he only retiring when every pothole's fixed or just the ones he's identified? The one, just all of them, all of them. Oh. He just does the shape and hopes that someday that they'll get fixed. Don't know how far he's gotten with that. Anyway, let us know. Have you ever done something like that in your life? Not necessarily a protest, but something to try and get the attention of your local council. And how did it go for you? Did it work? Did it work? Did you get anywhere? It's Carl and Catherine here on 88.3 Southern FM and the sounds of the Bayside. This is the Scissor Sisters Fire with Fire. I want to know, and I want to ask Bayside as well, when have you drawn the line on something? When have you doubled down on a cause that you're normally very passionate about? Many times. Because something has just swung your opinion. Do you know what? I take back my comments about ATAR. It does sort of count a little bit in your life. <laughs> He's calmed down a bit. Yep. No, um, no, but it's still, you know, I, yeah. I, I stick by it's my stance. It's only a year, guys. It's only a year. And, and you've got this. Life gets easier as it goes on. Somewhat. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I was doing some last minute Mother's Day shopping on Thursday night last week. And late. Of late night shopping. Late. No, because you know what happened? What? I had a list and I'd done everything for like that part of my shopping. Mm-hmm. But I always buy for a couple of other people as well for Mother's Day. And I'd left a couple of those. There were some gaps in the presents, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I left work, went straight for late night shopping. And I found myself in one of those lovely, and we're very lucky in Melbourne to have heaps of these, yep. little chocolate places. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And anyway, I was in there. And obviously, when you're particularly when you're physically in a shop, you get asked when you go to check out all the time, are you on our membership list? <laughs> Do you want to drop the email? Now, 
I got myself into a situation probably last year where I had 10,000 unread emails mm. purely because of these mailing Oh, things. unread emails. I am a serial unread oh, emailer. Oh, it's horrible. Not so, good. And you have to filter to the important ones. I had to just start a new email. I was like, nah. Anyway, <laughs> so I said to myself, I'm not going on any lists. It's That's it for me. If I need to find something, I can actively find sales myself. None of this anymore. It's not good for the bank account. It's not good for my storage. No. Anyway, at this chocolate place going through the register – and the girl goes to me, oh, do you want to sign up to be on our membership drive? No, no, I don't. Don't start me, please. And before I even did my standard, oh, you know, I really would, but I'm in a rush, which is always a good excuse, is it, guys? Yeah. She said, you get this for free. Oh. Chocolate egg. <laughs> a chocolate egg? Like, but like handcrafted, Doesn't beautiful, matter. gourmet chocolate Easter's egg. Easter's done. I know. And she said to me- What is it with you and eggs today? Low key- this Easter egg was a like was really popular over Easter. We've had to bring it back just for email members. And who was I to deny myself and my family a gourmet Easter egg purely for putting an email down? No. And I, I kind of looking back on it now, I regret it. Yes. Because now I can't be that person anymore that's like no to emailing lists no. because if you give me something for free, yes. it changes things. No. It was a good Easter egg. It wasn't worth it. But... I want to know, when have you doubled down on something you're normally very firm on? Mm. Well, as I said, I, I, I did double down a little bit from my earlier comments. It's true. But there have been other incidents where I've sort of been pretty passionate about something and then not really followed through. Yeah. It happens. It happens. It happens a lot, yeah. really. You think, yep, I'm going to do this. No. Nah. I did sort of subtly say the other day that I was going to create a glee club in my high school. I did. I went to the people that were running the performing arts department. I said, we need a glee club. We're going to collab with the girls' school down the road. It's happening. What was the glee club name? I don't know. I was just going to call it Glee. Okay. Never happened. I was told to write a proposal. Didn't get that far. <laughs> That's what happens when you get the addicted. The idea was there, but the content not so much. When you're addicted to a television program for a little while, like I was. I you think- would have been a warbler, though. I'm sorry. A what? A warbler. What do you mean? Oh, did you not get that far into the season? No. Uh, I don't think so. It was an all-boys school, and they were called the Warblers. And they had blazers, and they used to sing. No, I only was like a subtle watcher, but like I was really obsessed with it for the small period. I get obsessed to things very quickly. I've noticed. And then I get disinterested in them very quickly also. I've noticed. (laughs) Anyway, 0404000736, when did you double down? Let us know. I don't know why you're still here. (laughs) <laughs> Carl Catherine here. I just saw an interesting image across social media across the weekend where somebody demolished whatever they were eating and left a really dirty plate. And I'd love to know, and maybe you're leaving one right now after having your breakfast, the dirtiest plate or dirtiest cutlery you've ever come across. Ooh. I know it's very left of field, but these things happen. There's sometimes where you've been out at a cafe or restaurant and they don't clean it properly Mm. I don't like it it's not very good I remember this one time and it was an isolated incident at this place but this one time I went to a bar in the area they've since changed management so maybe they've improved on these things I don't know I haven't gone back yet but I ordered a beverage yep and I said yep great and there was pink lipstick on the cup oh yeah they didn't even look at it they just made the drink I was like Really? And I went to sip from it and I was like, I can't drink this. And I said, look, 
I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but there's lipstick on this cup. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, we'll make you another one. So they made me another one. And on closer inspection, this cup wasn't quite clean either. Oh, no. And you feel horrible because you're that person, but like at the same time. Yeah, it's like I I don't like making a big deal out of stuff that's not right at restaurants, but I kind of do. I, I, yeah, if something happens that I'm not happy with, then I'm going to let them know about it. Like, there was another locale restaurant that I went to, and it sounds like I'm just here, you know, having a crack at all of them, but I'm not doing it, I'm doing it for the purpose of what I'm talking about. I was at another restaurant recently where I got served a palmer, and my chips were under the palmer. Oh, you're one of those. No, I don't like it. Can I just say on this topic, okay, and most agree? of the time, this is a men's issue. I don't see oh. many women actually complain But how about many this. women actually have a crack at a palmer? Like, I know a lot of people who do. I'm not saying that they don't, but you, you very but rarely you guys, go to a pub. You get so rolled up about it. At the end of the day, if it annoys you that much, just don't order a palmer. Put the chips in a separate compartment of the plate, a different section. Have them in a little cup. I don't mind how you do it. I'll turn it to how you're doing it right now. Just don't put them under the palmer. But, you, but it gives you something to look forward to once you've eaten the palmer. You get the chippies. No. See, I'm a reversal kind of guy. You're a I, chip and then... I am a chip, then the palmer. Okay. Same with burgers or anything. If I've got chips to accompany what I'm eating, I eat them first. It's just a, me, it's a bit of a me thing. I don't know. I know I'm not the only one that does it. Maybe I'll put a poll up. Can we put a poll up? Do you eat chips? No, I want to see a poll. I'm going to put it up myself. Yeah, our producer, whose job is to do socials, has said no. (laughs) I wish his name was Jake, because then I'd call him Shaky Jakey. We can't really go with that. What about Flaky Jakey? Slack Jack. We'll just go with that. I like that. Let us know, though. 0404 Biggest mess you've ever found at a restaurant, on a plate, or whatever. Like, you might have just created it yourself. Yeah. I, I don't mind if you've created it yourself. I just want to know because I saw this and it was disgusting. Hey, Bianco. I've just realized we've had such a food-orientated show today. I feel like every second story we've brought to Bayside has been food. Legit. (laughs) Anyway, this um, story is no exception. This kid, right? So, a lady has taken to social media. She's actually had to put up a GoFundMe page. Oh, no. Because she let her son, her four-year-old son, have a play on her phone. And let's just say it didn't go the way that she'd hoped in the sense that um, she got her phone back and received a cheeky little email from a certain very well-known online provider saying, thank you for your order. Um, Here's the invoice for your $3,500 order of SpongeBob SquarePants Icy Poles. $3,500 worth of Icy Poles this kid has bought. How? And more importantly, did his mother have her credit card details attached to her phone? She must have, or it's been through one of, you know, those sort of middle ground things. So her toddler was able to buy, I don't even know how many units, she doesn't even know because she can't cancel, they haven't arrived yet. (laughs) But even though she explained the situation to customer service, they said no. A sale's a sale. And let's be honest, I don't think you'd be seeing a lot of people buying this product, so they're probably wanting to get rid of it. But and that's this is not the perfect like, opportunity. That's not like a couple of boxes. That's like... That's like enough to fill your house. Mm-hmm. How are you going to keep them cold? Yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> 
three and a half thousand dollars. And so, yeah, she's had to do a GoFundMe being like, please pay for my icy pop. Well. You- and also, please come and buy some because there's a lot. You're going to have to live in an igloo to keep them cold. Mm-hmm. Like ice, ice cold. Yeah. That's, wow. The aircon is always going to be on. I mean, you hear of stories like that, though. It's not uncommon for a child to purchase yeah. something on their parents' you know. But Icy Pulse is so niche. Oh, that's very niche. Like, I mean, we know that he lives in a pineapple under the sea, but also apparently he's going to be living in every corner of their house for the next five years. Yeah. Un- not under a pineapple, under many DVDs and other things in the house, probably, because mm-hmm. he got so many of them. You know, yep. I've heard of this before, though, not necessarily on that kind of scale. But there was, uh, oh, there's been numerous instances where children have gotten their parents' phone and purchased like particular games and stuff, yeah, like off set device store, because that happens too. Yeah, like you think, oh look, I'm having so much fun, I keep winning, I keep doing all this. Why have I got all this on my account all of a sudden? Well, it's because the young one has just decided to click. I agree, I accept on yeah. everything when it said you can get this for this price. Voila, your money's gone. <laughs> what a reality check, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It happens more than you think, though. That's it. But, um, yeah, if anyone's wondering where they can get a SpongeBob Icy Pole, I think they've well and truly sold out in the warehouse now because they're all going to this one lady's house. I think I just caused my parents grief in other ways when I was younger. Yeah. Like, one of the big things I did with a toy that I had, I had a plastic golf club. I don't know oh. if I've told you this story before. But I smashed the middle glass window of the glass window that we have. With plastic? With a plastic golf club. I just went, whack! Because nobody was giving me attention. I wanted some love. <laughs> and turns out they didn't give me any more attention after that. Oh, no. G-Flip, Tones and... Oh, G-Flip. Tones and I fly away. I should say... Why did I say G-Flip? G-Flip on the mind. G-Flip on the mind and the soul. <laughs> Another local artist is fantastic, but that who not who that was. That was Tones and I would fly away. We're flying away. What a collab away. that would be, though. Maybe can you- they? Please, I would pay to see that. G yep. Flip and Tones. There you go. He's called it, guys. Maybe Amy Shark as well. Okay, it'd be a shark fest. It'd be fantastic. Hey, we're out of here. The show's done. Colin's up. Thanks for listening today. It's been another day. It absolutely has. Have an amazing week, guys. We'll see you first thing, or end of first thing Friday, but not first thing, <laughs> first, because it's actually... We're not going to see you first thing, we're seeing you last well, thing. Well, I think what I was trying to say, the whole G-Flip thing really messed with me. I think I was trying to say oh, first sorry. thing at the start of your weekend. That's I'm what I was trying s- to I'm do. I'm sorry for throwing you off. And I failed, and I'm sorry. Yeah, but that was my fault. Okay? You know what? No, I admit it. it was all mine. No, no, and- it was mine. It was my fault. Okay, we're not going to argue about this. I said G-Flip instead of Tones. Oh, I need to isolate this audio and have this forever. From now on, (laughs) Carl Bianco, it was my fault, not yours. Hey. Thank you. If you really want me, you can have me forever. We'll see you guys on Friday. (laughs) You poor things. Uh, Have a great weekend, everybody. Week. Oh, my (laughs) goodness. Oh, Colin will bring you some better stuff after nine. He can speak English, at least. <laughs> this is why I want to wow. mention G-Flip, because I was going to play G-Flip to the news. See you on Friday. Bye, if we make it. You're listening to Carl and Catherine on 88.3 Southern FM.